Today's Leading Women episode 276 with the wonderful Sradra Agarwal. Women all over the world, get ready for inspiring and empowering interviews from women at the top of their field who are kicking butt in their business and who are prepared to share shocking revelations from being in the limelight. You are now listening to Today's Leading Women with Marie Grace Berg. Have a WordPress site or thinking of getting one? Bluehost offers unlimited hosting starting at $4.95 per month. Got your WordPress site hosted somewhere? No worries. Bluehost can help you transfer those domains fast and seamlessly easy. Join me and millions of others who trust Bluehost as our main hosting provider. Sign up today at todaysleadingwomen.com forward slash Bluehost. That's www.todaysleadingwomen.com forward slash Bluehost. Yes, women of the world, let's get started. I am delighted to introduce you our amazing guest for today, Sradha Agarwal. Sradha Agarwal is the Chief Strategy Officer and Co-Founder of Context Media, a leading media technology company that educates consumers as they make critical decisions about their health. Sradha was named to Crane's Chicago Business 40 Under 40. She was also honored as a champion of change by the White House, recognized as Best Female Founder at the United Nations, and won Tech Woman of the Year in Chicago in 2013. Women of the World, Ms. Radha Agarwal. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Glad to be here today. We are delighted to have you on the show, and I'm sure our listeners are excited as well. So, Sarada, I really like what you're doing with your business. You are a success in your own right. You put in the effort, the sweat equity, the knowledge, and the experience to build a special business you call your own. As a result of that, our listeners really want to get to know you, and I want to provide that conduit, you know, that bridge between you and our listeners. So, here are some cool questions that we can talk about. Feel free to comment and time about them, but these are just general questions I have in mind. Okay. So let's start with your business. You know, there might be people out there who want to start one and have no clue how to go about it. Can you tell us more about your business and idea behind Niche? Sure. From my experience in the entrepreneurship world, some of the best ideas happen when the answer to a problem seems obvious, when there's a personal connection with a challenge, with an issue, with a problem that someone notices around them and decides to take action um, into their own hands and decides to come up with a solution and pursue that further, whether it's in healthcare, whether it's in education, whether it's in media. There are a lot of industries that, um, in hindsight, the ideas seem obvious when you look back, and those are sometimes the best business because they come from a place of truly wanting to creatively problem-solve um, and change the way things are today to improve them tomorrow. So our business, Context Media, we started in 2006, and it happened through personal experiences and a passion for making media more efficient. All through my life, I've been really interested in finding ways of making information get to the right people at the right time and making it actionable so people can use that information in a meaningful way. In college, we had started a business publication and we're writing an article on technology called digital signage that has a screen installed, whether it's a taxi cab in a 
high-rise elevator, even um, in malls, and be able to send very targeted information via this technology to that particular venue. And this was being done in a lot of different environments, but one environment that we were familiar with through personal experiences as a caregiver to family members living with diabetes was the doctor's office. We had spent a lot of time in the waiting area until the doctor was ready to see our grandmother, our loved one, and was hoping to sit there and be able to learn more about the condition, to learn more about lifestyle changes like diet, nutrition, exercise that helps live a better life with a chronic condition. And when we went in to see the doctor, they were in such a hurry that they couldn't get through everything they wanted to talk about. So that personal experience and the discovery of this technology brought us to sort of this aha moment saying, wow, this is really powerful technology. And we now know through our own um, findings that the doctor's office needs information, is a great environment for this, and this would be a good solution. That's how we got started um, about eight and a half years ago now. Wow, I love what I'm hearing about your business and how it evolved and came into existence. And you touched about your personal experience with it and uh, with your family. And I'm sure our listeners were curious to hear that one as well. Now, what was that defining moment, you know, that prompted you to start a business and made you say, this is my business? You know, that's a really great question. I think so much of it is personality and an appetite for risk-taking. I think for us, the naivete really carried the day. If we had sat there and analyzed the opportunity and drawn a formal business plan, we would have probably gotten scared away from starting the business. And when we initially talked to people, some advisors were really helpful. But a lot of people said, well, it's really hard to sell to doctors. They're not very technology savvy. And there were a lot of people around us that discouraged us as well. But at the end of the day, the mission that we had taken on, that people living with a chronic condition need information that they can apply, was so powerful for us and so personal for us that it was at least worth a try. We knew very well that there's a the high chance this may not work. We had accepted the reality of a chance of failure, and then we decided that it's at least worth a shot. And from there on, every time we faced a challenge along the way, we kept reminding ourselves of the mission we were on and kept finding new fuel to keep going and to keep telling people around us who said, well, you can't do it, it's really tough, you're going to fail. Well, we may. You may be absolutely right, but at least we're going to try. Wow, what a compelling mission and vision that you've just shared there and that our uh, that we yeah, that our listeners uh, can learn from as well. And the takeaway here is to really create the mission or the vision in for your business or for yourself that you know inspires you on a daily basis. You know something that uh, keeps you moving forward as you go as you move forward to with your business. Really great that you've shared that one. Now uh, let's talk about how you prepared for success that turned this vision into a reality. Can you share our listeners what are some of your personality traits or your top three personal qualities that help you become a successful entrepreneur that our listeners can learn from? I think that's really hard to summarize to three personality traits, but when I look at our team and if I had to pick 
um, what brings us all together, I think one personality trait is wanting to do something bigger than yourself. Entrepreneurship is a really tough journey if you're in it for yourself. You have to be defined by a mission, by a passion, by um, a family member that benefits from your company and many other families and family members who benefit from that idea or solution. Or you really are compelled to change an industry and the way things are done. But one, it has to be something greater than yourself. Two, you have to have the confidence that you will figure it out as you go. You'll never have all the answers as you begin, but you... You need to build the confidence that as you go along the way, you'll find the resources, whether it's people, whether it's mentors, whether it's industry experts, whether it's online, you will find the resources to find the answer. And sometimes you find the answer by doing things the wrong way first, realizing it's the wrong way, and then trying it a different way. And having that confidence to keep moving forward every day on that path is really important. And three, it's... Work ethic. I think entrepreneurship is a really tough journey. It requires a lot of uh, inputs and lots of time and effort and dedication and energy. It's exhausting. And it's really important to know that going into it, that it will take up more time than you plan. You may think, well, you know, I can do this in the evenings and nights and get something going. And if you're truly passionate about it and if you're really trying to find answers and build something great, you will end up getting consumed by it. And it's important to be aware of the time um, and effort that it will take as you launch. Wow. So wanting to do something bigger than yourself, having that confidence to keep moving forward. And the third one is work, having that great work ethics, because I'm truly, uh, I, I am on board with you with that one, because entrepreneurs is really a, a tough journey and there are ch- challenges along the way. And it really takes, um, oh, takes up your time, your energy, it takes effort to build a business. So really be prepared for this. But the good thing is that this traits that uh, Sarada just shared with us, we can all cultivate and adapt them in our lives. So thank you for sharing those great personality traits that we can all learn from. Now, let's talk about what happened when you started your journey as entrepreneur. You know, as entrepreneurs, we face daily challenges that define our being. And to get through those challenges takes a very special person. And our audience wants to know that special person you. So what have been your biggest challenges and how have you addressed or overcame those barriers to success that a lot of women entrepreneurs face today? Absolutely. So there are a set of challenges that any entrepreneur faces, and there's a set of challenges that women entrepreneurs tend to face as well. General challenges are, one, no one has sometimes done what you're trying to do. So there are very few people that you can look to to ask, well, how do I overcome this hurdle? So a lot of the answers have to come from trial and error, and that's okay, and that's what happened with us. When we started the company, it wasn't as prevalent to work for a startup, and the team that we built initially were people who were looking for a job, were interested in the healthcare industry, and wanted to come and contribute. And that was great. We're really thankful to them in the early days to believe in our mission and come join the team. 
but they didn't really have a passion for what we were doing. For them, this was a job. They would come to work, they would do a good job, and they would leave. They weren't waking up thinking of the next solution. They weren't staying up at night figuring out how to overcome an obstacle along the way. And we soon realized that when we hired people, we hired them for skill sets. We did not hire them for personal values. And the realization happened in a very dramatic way where our company was um, completely out of money and we're a bootstrapped company. And we were at the crossroads of having to make a decision, how do we continue to move forward? And in that moment, we found ourselves alone. And we had a team of about 10 to 12 people, but no one else seemed to care in the same way as founders we did. And that helped us realize that at a startup, it's really important to have a team of people around you who share your values, who share your vision, who are as dedicated to problem solving because there will be lots of days where you just don't know the answer and one person or two people alone cannot find every answer. You need to have a very smart, driven um, team that absolutely wants to contribute and build something great. So that was one big challenge that we faced that we only learned by doing things wrong the first way before we realized the only other way to do it. And that's what we did since. So in 2009, 2010, we actually completely rebuilt our team from the ground up. And now we continue to hire people first and foremost for their values, for their attitude, for the potential, and second for their skill set. Absolutely, they need to do the job. Absolutely, they need to come in and contribute right from day one, but they need to have the right attitude and they want to be able to figure things out um, and keep going when the going gets tough. So that was a big challenge that we learned. I think as a woman entrepreneur, Things are changing around us now, but for years, and even now in certain groups of people, we need to show our credibility and we need to prove our contribution sometimes more than my male co-founder does. And so that is really important to have both male and female co-founders, uh, sorry, male and female mentors who can give you feedback and how you're being perceived, something as simple as how you carry yourself. Do you stand up straight and sit down straight when you're talking? Do you talk with poise and confidence? There are a lot of factors that go into an investor or a customer thinking as a woman, you are capable. But first and foremost, women need to believe in their own ability. Absolutely, the things that you do in a meeting are important. But walking into the meeting, you need to be confident that you can absolutely close this deal. You need to be confident that when you don't know the answer, you can convince the person you will figure out the answer. And that's really important. As women, we sometimes tend to be perfectionists, and we tend to try to figure out every tiny detail. And sometimes you just have to jump in the pool and learn how to swim. Sometimes it's okay to make mistakes and learn from those and keep moving forward and not get discouraged. And I think that's something that has, is a cut new journey for me to really learn how to believe in myself, believe in my team, believe in our vision, and keep moving forward with the confidence. And that confidence comes through investors customers, team members, employees, they all see whether or not you're confident. And that's really important. 
Wow, great takeaways with those challenges that you just shared that we all can learn from. And I'm sure a lot of our listeners can uh, relate to what you've just shared, you know, this trial and error in business, especially with hiring people. Of course, um, sometimes it's, it's really hard to find the right people when we are building a team, but it's really important to like what a strategist shared with us to to hire people um, who are who share the same values, who share the vision of your company, who share the mission of your company, who has the right attitude, who has the right um, uh, you know potential, who has the right, and then hire second uh, with skill set. Just what Sraddhya shares. So, so hire first in terms of. Uh, their values in in terms of their, their, their attitude and their skill set second really huge uh, takeaway there and the other one is you know in a male dominated um, industry sometimes it's really hard to uh, it's a challenge for us women to prove ourselves that we are worthy that we have the ability we have the potential but it's really important to to put ourselves out there and not to be afraid of uh of ask, asking for help or asking asking for questions if we have to and to believe in ourselves and believe in our abilities so we we can as well do this as much as men can so love those uh, tips that you've just shared and how uh, those challenges that you have shared and how you were able to overcome them because by doing so we are able to support each other by learning from our uh, experiences now let's Absolutely. switch gears for a little bit and talk about work-life balance. You know, being a business owner <laughs> myself, I know this is one area that I'm sure a lot of us are challenged with, and but it's so crucial to overall success in life. The challenge with us entrepreneurs is how to click on and click off and create the work-life balance, particularly if you have a family juggling many roles. So in your life as an entrepreneur, how do you maintain this work-life balance and what are some of the ways that you accomplish this in the areas of your health, your family, your relationships, and your business? <laughs> I'm laughing because I'm not sure I'm the best person to answer this question because I still ask others for tips on how they find um, the balance. But, you know, what I've learned over the years is it's not really, I think the notion of finding a balance can sometimes throw you off. But being able to integrate your work into your life and your life into your work and knowing when to prioritize one over the other. When it's your best friend's wedding and for three days you need to be there and turn your phone off and not check emails, but also know when you actually have to stay at work on a Saturday and accomplish something important. I think it's really important to not try to find the perfect balance, but really let the rhythm of what, how you're prioritizing dictated, but making very conscious choices of how you prioritize what it is that you're looking to do in this phase of your life. Also, it's not always the same ratio of hours or same ratio of effort or mind share. At different stages of our life, we have the ability to prioritize differently, knowing that everything on that list is very important, but one side needs more attention and needs... Um, to be able to get the devotion and the dedication um, than the other. But I think it's also really important for your business as a, as a person to surround yourself with friends and family who care about you and who let you unwind and who let you refuel and re-energize. It's also important, and this is something, again, I learned the hard way. For the first few years, I didn't take a vacation. But when I finally did, 
I came back to work not just energized and with more focus, but actually came back to work with ideas because I was able to step away from the day-to-day and really think big picture about the business, which really helped from a strategy standpoint. It really helped from a growth standpoint. And sometimes it's important to allow yourself to be creative in your life because building a business and problem solving are very creative exercises. And if you have a passion for the arts, whether it's dance, music, theater, um, painting, it's really important to let the analytical side of your brain also take a break and let your creative side express yourself to balance out both left side, right side of your brain, because in building a business, you're absolutely required to exercise both those sides. And through creative exercises, sometimes you're able to figure out a solution to a problem at work. And it's, it was really interesting when I realized that building a business is creative in, in one way, because you visualize a picture, you visualize a performance piece, you visualize something you're going to build and then you go figure it out step by step until all the pieces of the puzzle put, come to place. That's how you create a painting. That's how you create a dance piece or a music piece. That's how you create a business. You have a vision. You don't have all the answers, but you keep going step by step until it feels right. And you have to be able to listen to your gut as well. You have to be able to pick the natural rhythm of life in, in a very introspective way, but the more you try to balance both or the more you feel stretched and guilty about one side or the other, it takes away all your energy to be able to do things you want to do. So it's important to be in the moment in whatever you've made the choice. Accept the choices. It is a choice. And you have to sometimes make one choice at the cost of another choice. But it's important to, once you've made the choice to be in the moment and to be present, truly present, to not let your energy go away in guilt or thinking about you're sitting in a sales meeting and you're thinking about picking up your kids from school, you're neither here nor there. So it's very important to live life in the moment. Wow, I love your perspective on this work-life balance. And I love those uh, tips that you've just shared. And I agree with you. This is an area that I'm sure not only you and I uh, are challenged with, but a lot of our listeners as well. But I love when you said about integrating your work into your life and your life into your work. You know, you know what, you know, this work-life balance is not going to be a perfect one. You know, it has to be, it has to work around your current situation. So be flexible around it. And like what Srada just shared with us, it's all about prioritizing and making that conscious effort to make time for those that are important to you. It's really important also to surround yourself with friends and family that will let you, that will allow you to have those moments to unwind, to relax or to rejuvenate and to take vacations. This is really important. And I'm sure, especially starting out, this is really a challenge for us to get away to make, but we really have to make time to be away for a little bit. I mean, we need this time, like we need this downtime to recharge because that's, because I truly believe, and this really works for me as well, that when I am away, when I'm taking my days off, that's when those creative ideas comes. And when I get back to working on my business, that's when, when all of these great ideas come, I, I am more productive. So really mm-hmm. important to make time for yourself, not only for your sanity, but also for the sanity of your business. So really big on that. So great tips that you just shared. So thank you for sharing those. 
All right, let's talk about success and what success means to you. Your business appears to be financially doing quite well, and where that success flows into other areas in the entrepreneur's life. Now, we'd like to also say that success is a mindset. I can have $10 in my pocket, but my mind feels like a millionaire. I feel great about myself, and I'm moving forward. The opposite way will be a multi-billionaire and be totally miserable. So am I successful? Financially, yes. Individually, probably not. So in your journey as an entrepreneur, what does success mean to you? And what are some of the benchmarks that you use to measure your success? That's a very philosophical question because success is really very individual. And you can be guided to different schools of thought in how to define success. But at the end of the day, I think as human beings, we have a desire to belong. We want to be part of a community. We want to be part of a cause. We want to be part of something um, where we get a sense of belonging. We want to feel like we matter. We want, you know, when we've lived our life through and when we're departing, we want to be remembered for something. What is that something? What is the legacy you want to build? And we want to grow. We want to be a better version of ourselves today than we were yesterday. We want to learn new skills. We want to learn new knowledge. And that, I think, is how I define success. It's it's those three areas. And it's a very intangible definition of success, but it's also a very personal definition of success. And I think it's important for each individual to figure out for themselves what makes them happy. At the end of the day, I think success is what makes you happy. Because like you were saying, if you have financial success, but not a family that you wanted, or if you um, are away from, you know, a passion of yours, or you have had no time to pursue, you know, a biking license. And it's really important to feel like what you want, what you have, and what you want to give back are all in alignment. And I think happiness comes from, one, knowing your own definition of success, to knowing you're on the path to it. Success, I think, is a journey. It's not a destination. And I think success is something you want to feel every day, whether it's in small ways that I was able to wake up early today and go work out. That, to me, is success because I was able to move one step closer to my goals and personal um, definition of happiness. I think it's very important to take some time and really define what it is for each individual. I don't think there's a prescription for this. And um, and then know, knowing that this is really an ongoing journey, it's a lifelong process, there isn't one destination. When you reach Boston, you can say, yes, I'm now successful. Wow, what a great perspective that you had there. I mean, success is, uh, I believe in what you've said also, I agree that success is very individual, but the end of the day, I truly believe that the true essence of success is really knowing that you are doing what makes you happy, that you are making a difference in other people's lives because of what you're putting out there. You know, that you are, that you have matter, you know, that you are leaving a great legacy, that you are make you are being a better, better version of yourself uh, than, than yesterday. And you know what, at the end of the day, I truly believe that what fulfills us is knowing that what we're putting out there is impacting other people's lives. Of course, financial metrics are important because we are in business to be profitable. But what 
successful freelancers, mm-hmm. I truly believe, is those intangible benefits of being in business, just what Shraddha just shared. So thank you for sharing that. Before we get to the highlight of our show, let's thank our sponsor. Podcast Your Passion. Yes, did you know you can podcast your passion, make a difference, and make money talking about what you love talking about? That's how I get to do what I'm doing. Talking to wonderful women every day here at Today's Leading Women. Want to learn how I did it? Go to podcastyourpassion.com. That's www.podcastyourpassion.com. Now, let's talk about one of the highlights of our show, and that's your advice for other entrepreneurs and those aspiring to be. You obviously got some lessons learned under your belt of experience, so take it back to the past. Say you're going to start all over again as an entrepreneur, and you are in a class with other entrepreneurs who are hungry and thirsty for success or even for making that first buck. What types of special suggestions or advice and lessons that you learned would you give your fellow entrepreneurs knowing where you came from and where you headed at? And if you can boil them down to your top three tips or advice, what would those three be? Sure. I think the biggest thing I would say is you can do it. Anything that anyone puts their mind to, they will find a way to do it. If you set an intent you will find the resources to reach and fulfill and execute that intent. I think first and foremost, it's important to believe in yourself, know why you're going down this path, this journey, whatever choices you're making in life, being intentional about it, and then having the confidence that it will work out. I think that's that's number one. I think that's so important in whatever career path, in whatever challenge, in whatever um, journey we embark on, to really set the intent for the why and the how works itself out along the way. I also think it's really important to surround yourself with people who believe in you, who are able to mentor you and guide you and be a sounding board and have the best interest in mind, but also people that you trust to ask for help. It's okay to ask for help. It's necessary to ask for help, but you want people around you whom you trust and you can reach out to say, hey, can we sit down? And help doesn't have to be just business help. Sometimes it can be, you know, I'm really struggling right now on going back to an earlier question and figuring out how to find time for my family and be able to devote myself to the business. Do you have any tips for me? It's really important to be able to ask for help because honestly, no one has the answer. I definitely don't have the answers. I really look to people around me from the same career path, but also from different career paths to be able to add perspective to my life and be able to be my support system when I most need them. And three, I think it's, um, it's, it's a, great journey and it's really fun building a company and being able to look back and see what you've been able to contribute but it's as fun as doing it with the right people I think it really comes down to the people you're working with do you feel good about that whether it's your customers whether it's your investors whether it's your employees any of your stakeholder at the end of the day we're building a company for someone else but that someone else you need to connect with, you need to empathize with, you want to want to serve them. And that's really important um, in really feeling a connection 
with the audience, with the industry, with the people that you're looking to help out with which, whatever product or solution you're building. Wow, great takeaways with what you've just shared. So let me just summarize it for our listeners. So the first one is to believe in yourself and have that confidence that it will work out and know that you can do it and you set that intention. And like what you've started just shared, you will find the resources to do that. And the second one is to surround yourself with people who believe in you and people who can mentor you. And I'm I'm really big on this, on having a mentor to guide you not only to guide you but to also inspire you and make you accountable and also to people that you whom you trust and that you can ask help um, along the way really important on that and the third one is to to connect with whom you are serving be that your client be that your staff be that your employees be that the community be that the investors your stakeholders really connect with them on a, uh, on a deeper level great tips there that we all can take action in today so thank you for sharing those now, what's one favorite business resource or a tool that you use in your business that's radically changing the way you do business and that which you can share our listeners with? I can suggest two that we use at our business. One is called Asana, and it's a project management tool. It's my sanity tool. It's where I can throw all my ideas, whether it's parking lot ideas, whether it's to-dos that I need to get done today, this week, this year, um, whether it's assigning tasks to other team members, um, projects or tasks. Um, it's really simple and you can connect it to lots of other tools as well. So that's one. And two, um, we have a bigger team and we like to use a tool called 15.5, which allows people to answer five questions in 15 minutes and really have their voice heard to everyone in the organization. So we ask fun questions like, um, if we're coming up in Thanksgiving break, we'll ask what's your favorite flavor of pie. If we are, um, but we'll also allow a forum where people can give thanks to everyone else and, and someone else in the team. Um, I'm able to make suggestions, ideas, communicate to us how they're feeling, what are business solutions they um, are thinking about. So it's a great communication tool that creates transparency, that creates um, just collaboration and openness. So we like those two tools at our business. Wow, so that's Asana, which is a pro- uh, project management tool, and the fifteen five that I really, I really like that um, that you yeah, you've shared it once. A communication tool where you can ask feedback or uh, from your team or from your or are you use it for your customers as well? We don't use it externally. Um, we use SurveyMonkey for customers and just lots of phone conversations. This is more internally for our team. All right. Awesome. I love that uh, the, the tool that you are using. I'll make sure to have this on our show notes. Now, entrepreneurs are wide readers. Can you recommend a book or two that our listeners can get that will help them grow personally and professionally? Sure. Um, my top Three recent reads are probably Tony Shea's um, book about culture. Uh, book is called Delivering Happiness. Keith Ferrazzi's book, Who's Got Your Back, that talks about the importance of being vulnerable. And um, the last book I just read that I was highly influenced by was Phil Jackson's book, Sacred Hoops. 
he talks about leadership and connecting with people. And he was the coach that led the Bulls and then the Lakers to um, NBA success. So those are the three top recommendations. So that's Delivering Happiness, Who Got Your Back. And the last one, I didn't get the full uh, title. Sacred Hoops. It's Phil Jackson. He's a, a, a basketball coach. Oh, okay. Sacred course. Got it. All right. So I'll make sure to have this on our show notes. So thank you for sharing those. Now, Sradha, in my mind, you are a superhero or shall I say superheroine? Because you have done this, <laughs> you have done it. Yes. But you've also experienced a lot of challenges that our listeners definitely relate. So if you were a superhero, who do you want to be and why? And it doesn't have to be a cartoon character, but can be someone you admire and look up to. Sure. I think the... Um strongest power that I admired growing up was Captain Planet. The ability to bring together the strengths of different people and be able to do something amazing together was uh, very exciting to me and very amusing to me. But Captain Planet probably would be the, uh, the superhero I, look, I would love to be. Yes, I mean, the ability to bring together the strengths of people to bring, to make something. I mean, I love that, that description you just shared. Absolutely. I love Captain Planet as well. Now, last but not least, Radha, share our listeners what's one big benefit that they can get with your product or your service and where they can get it and what's the best way that they can connect with you and then we'll end from there. Sure. So our product... Um place educational videos in doctor's offices, in the waiting room and exam room. So if you um, are a physician, please reach out to us. If you are visiting your physician, um, please ask them to sign up for the Context Media Health Services. And if you live with a chronic condition, we would love to feature your story to inspire other people in the country and um, be able to talk to you about how you overcome and how do you live with that condition. All right. And what's the best uh, website or uh, link that you can share with them where they can continue to follow and watch what you are putting out there? Our website is contextmediahealth.com. And if you're in the Chicago area, we're also looking for a lot of people to join our team. And you can find additional information on the website. All right. So that's contextmediahealth.com. I highly recommend uh, and encourage you, our listeners, to check her website. Check what she's putting out there. Check what her company is putting out there and how it can benefit you. And also, if one, if you, our listeners, have uh, chronic conditions that you want to share you know, with them, uh, your story, your journey, so that you can inspire other people with the same conditions. So I'll highly encourage you to check her website and connect with them and see how you can help others by inspiring inspiring them through your story. So that again is contextmediahealth.com. And I'll make sure to have all of these resources and the links that are mentioned in today's podcast be available on in a beautiful infographic show notes at todaysleadingwomen.com forward slash Shraddha Agarwal or just type in her name on the source bar and it will find it for you. Again, that link is contextmediahealth.com. Sradha, thank you so much for being so generous in sharing your time and your inspiring story, your expertise, for being a role model to many and for bringing such a positive energy with our listeners today. Women of the world, including me, appreciate you and wish you more success in business and in your life. 
Thank you so much for having me. All right, TLW listeners, did you love this episode? Here's your chance to recommend or vote for your favorite today's leading woman. Here's how to do it. Step number one. After you listen to this episode, go to todaysleadingwomen.com forward slash my iTunes. Step number two, click the rate and review button. Step number three, say that you love listening to today's Leading Women podcast. Step number four, type in the name of your favorite today's leading woman. Example, Sheryl Sandberg of Facebook, Ariana Huffington of Huffington Post, Oprah of Oprah Winfrey Network. You get it, right? Step number five, type your first name and where you are listening from. Every day, I will personally go through all of your ratings and reviews and scour the names of your favorite today's leading women. You will get to be featured as TLW Fan of the Day with your name and where you're listening from. And you'll be the first one to get notified when your favorite today's leading woman is featured on the show. Fair enough? Awesome. Go to todaysleadingwomen.com forward slash my iTunes. That's www.todaysleadingwomen.com forward slash my iTunes. Feeling inspired and empowered to make it happen? Then take the next step and go get your free guide to the top 10 resources that today's leading women use to stay at the top of their game, plus Marie's favorite today. Visit todaysleadingwomen.com slash guide for your free download, and we'll see you on the next episode of Today's Leading Women with Marie Grace Berg.